stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. <laughs> if that's loud, I apologize. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. And that guy, that guy right there. He always changes it up on the routine, guys. My name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3. Well. Also on Twitter and Instagram today, uh, you know, we're going to finally wrap up the Justin Turner saga. I think it's about time we put it to bed. One more update for you that we'll get to talk about, and then we'll never have to talk about it again until we have to talk about it again. It's like the whole Astros thing again. Remember we spent like six months talking about it on podcasts? <laughs> yeah. Now and we're kind of going to talk about and it. And then we have Astros <laughs> back again. So thank you, um, Jeff Lunau, but we'll get into that quite soon. We also got to talk a little bit about MLB's uh, lukewarm stove because it's definitely not a hot stove, but you know, we figure as we try to remember what we do during off-season shows here. Um, maybe look at what the roster should look like next year. You're going to start seeing the Dodgers linked to everybody because um, that's just what they do in the offseason. It makes people money. Uh, shout out John Heyman. Pause for effect. Oh, yeah, that's good. We're also going to do the giveaway. Announce the winner of the cool, uh, this, this one. There it is, that Justin Turner signed jersey. We'll announce that a little bit later in the show and announce the new giveaway that we are doing with our friends over at Elite Sports Collectibles. And like Mr. Brook already alluded, we will be talking about the Mastros. But first, we got to remind you we are a podcast. If you were uh, looking to listen to us for some reason, uh, we'd like it if you subscribed while you're doing it and maybe mash that uh, like button. Has it like stars? Give us stars. Yeah. That's a thing. I'm a five star man. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be stars, or else I don't pay attention to it. You know, on Amazon they have mm-hmm. the bar, and that's it. You just click yes. the bar. I don't like that, guys. Yeah, don't lame. forget, this is a live show. We are live in the flesh. We are in off season mode, so we have nothing to talk about. So make sure you drop into the comments. Let us know where you're watching tonight. Let us know where you're repping. We will try to shout you out as best we can. Uh, we see people climbing into the stream pretty rapidly right now, so hopefully those will start flying in, and we can shout you guys out. You got something? I see Savannah on YouTube saying I'm going crazy without baseball right now, and uh, I've been feeling that a lot more. It's like okay, this is a this has been a long couple of days off. When's the next game? <laughs> when is Joe Davis gonna to call the next game? What the hell? It's not uh, it's not like NBA where they got like a week and a half off or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basketball just ended, but it's just about to start again. So, well, I mean, there's KBO, but that doesn't count. No, no, isn't like KBO no playoffs. That. And and if they're like, if you get COVID, like we don't care, we're gonna keep playing. We're just gonna go. <laughs> we have like a sixty man roster. <laughs> just nothing. we got we got replacements. Active roster. Uh, yeah, it's a little wild there. Let's. Uh, Roberts right there as well, saying uh, feeling some serious withdrawals. Hopefully we do get started. Uh, you know during spring training, 
that's something we talked about a little bit last week. We don't know. We really don't know. Things are a little, little odd, a little weird. Our buddy Roach is not drinking alcohol tonight <clears throat> like a coward, but coffee works. You know, just put a little bit of that fine bucana in there and you're... He's got a job or whatever. Also a coward. Kids and stuff. Our buddy Santiago's Mr. Mr. Santiago on YouTube is in the stream. Says, yo. What up? What up? Joy checking in from uh, Periscope, checking in from Compton. Joy from Compton, welcome. Good to see you. Yes. 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 Uh, Cool Whip Special says, I got my Joe Davis fix watching the Raiders and the Chargers. So he's doing doing big boy football now, huh? He did the Raiders. He did a great job. He also sounds different on football broadcasts sometimes. He probably... Was he supposed to be there, or was it kind of last minute? I, I don't know anything about football. Because he is very particular about his microphone setup and all that. I'm sure, but he probably didn't have his man. Yeah. 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 That happens sometimes. Shout out also, Kuzuski. I have no idea who he was calling that game with, but whoever that guy is, is he is the Rex Hudler of, of football calling. He is the worst. I don't know who that guy was, but my God, he <laughs> needs to shut up. Shout out with the Hudler reference right there. I mean, it's is, is a deep pull. Yeah. Rex Hudler is, is moving to Oregon, if you guys know what I mean, because of all the drugs. Drugs that passed. Yeah, didn't he get caught with like a lot of weed at an airport or something like that? Pretty sure. He's like a Lenny yeah. Dykstra character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lenny also liked a lot of cocaine. Anyways, yeah. um, oh, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, I saw a couple Katie's out there opening uh, her, her World Series merch slowly. Or it's slowly coming in the mail, so that's how you would slowly open it. But at least that's, that's given some, is that some baseball? My World Series hat? I ordered it. The night they won. Guess guess the anticipated date. After Thanksgiving. After. uh, To be fair, to give them credit, the shirt that uh, the championship shirt is supposed to be there the week before Thanksgiving. So, you know, they really expedited it for me. Yeah. Don't they know I have a podcast and I'm a very important person. I have my, I don't know what side it is. Mine, mine says playoffs. Yeah, I see it. So that's why I just stuck with that. Dummy. Yeah. Uh, whatever. It's two different. They things. all taste the same, they right? Do taste the same, they taste right. like victory. Jose, our buddy Jose Rod has spent four hundred dollars on merch now. Benji stuff is coming this Friday. Cool. Benji. Shout out to Benji Molina. But will it be your hat, Benji Molina? Noted Dodger fan, Benji Molina. <laughs> uh, King Leopold is coming over from our Justin Turner, Doug's Justin Turner video on our Dodgers Nation YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Do check that out. Do subscribe. Do hit that notification bell. You'll be glad you did. But Doug will be around all offseason doing uh, doing videos, doing some hot take stuff, and keeping everybody up to date on on lame rumors that people are doing and either this is real this is fake all that kind of stuff so make sure you guys do keep up with doug at dmac underscore la all off season long he will be here and he will be delicious he will be delicious and he will be talking loud and we love doug and he'll keep you awake that's for sure all right guys we're gonna stop for a second and talk about our friends at my brookie wait no i'm getting word it's actually my bookie it's called my bookie and now i'm gonna get hit Brooke likes to hit me when we do that. But, hey, late fall, college ball, the NBA bubble, UFC fight island. It's weird. Uh, it's very clear that 2020 has been a uh, it's been a year. It has been a wild one. Uh, at least we got a World Series out of it. But with that, if you're a gambler, you know, things have been a little bit more hectic, a little bit more wild. And that's why you need a sports book with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets. Oh, wait. 
all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there's really no better time to feast on some NFL action. Yum, yum. I see what you did there. Whether you're a first-time customer or maybe you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every single week. So make sure to sign up or get reloaded today, find your edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boost a fully-fledged casino platform that gives you access to all of the classic table slot and card games you'd expect to find at your local spots. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code OVERTIME. That makes it uh, known that we sent you, and they like us for that. So OVERTIME is the promo code, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. So uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty good change right there, you know? The terms are simple. You put in $200, they match you with another $100 in your account. If you're already planning to bet the season, this is... Free betting money, so you can't go wrong with free. That's one of my favorite prices. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Yum yum. You gotta stop doing the yum yum. Stop adding the yum yum in there. Oh man, so we get like I said, like like you already said, we we finally have something of a resolution to the Justin Turner saga. Justin, of course, was uh, thrown under the bus by MLB immediately. Um, thrown under the bus by Fox immediately after the game for for a positive COVID test. And sure, things didn't look all that good, him going on the field. It was definitely a bad call for him to go on the field. You understand the emotions of it. He's explained the emotions of it. Dave Roberts has explained the emotions of it on a few uh, different shows and different uh, – um, yeah, different interviews. And if you've missed any of those, check them out on our DodgersNation.com. Check it out. It's a nice thing. You know, it helps us. helps keep us alive. It helps us feel validated. Pause for effect. But, um... Good pause. Yeah, nice pause. I, 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 I don't have nice pads, no. but it's, it was a, it was like an animal. Dog. Animal, dog. Hmm. Dog. And cats have paws and pads. I'm having fun just... This is going to play up great for every side of the podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm having fun really just not being locked in in the old brain. But, um, yeah, you know, he, he was found uh, found not guilty, found not guilty. Of, of being evil. In the court of Manfred. Found Yeah, Manfred said he will not be punished. Um, the big thing is... Do you have a problem there? It, when I put it down, it splashed. Well, you got to watch the thing. Waterworks. Yeah. We're we're trying a new thing to put our beer on. It's it's a whole ordeal. And again, I apologize for the people listening in the podcast. This is this this feels like one of them normal Dodger type of podcasts, you know, uh, like bad mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them disappear during the off season. What's up with that? All right, I'm not going to go attacking people, but yeah, Turner. Um, he explained his reasonings. Right. Why he did it, which is the reasoning we all knew. It's like, hey, emotions kind of got the little bit of the best of me there. I wanted to go out and celebrate my team, the thing I've been working for all of my career and all of my life. I want to go win a World Series. It's the thing you dream about all your life. And, uh, well, as a baseball fan. And um, he also kind of got some uh, bad info, I guess, in a little bit of a way. Well, one, the, the team, his teammates were telling him, no, get your ass out here. You know, um, I don't think that's verbatim, but they the team tried to push him out there. Probably verbatim. M- maybe a few more f bombs in there. They're uh, they're a little spicy. And Walker Bueller is a Dodger, so you know Walker F and Bueller. But um, 
Well, what had happened was, mm-hmm. yeah. So he went out there, and then like I think one of the Dodger personnel didn't say anything, or kind mm-hmm. of like encouraged him out there. And MLB personnel was like, "Oh, there he goes." Oh no! Wait, stop, <laughs> Mr. Don't Turner, go. <laughs> Mr. Turner, come back. So Manfred, though, I think that the big thing uh, since this is sort of a, a, another off-season heavy Manfred subject. Manfred um, said they're not going to apologize. Turner MLB is not are not going to apologize. They're not going to punish Justin Turner. Uh, the big thing for me is MLB for once and Rob Manfred for once actually admitted some fault in the situation, which is wild. Uh, they don't tend to do that, historically speaking, uh, especially mistakes made specifically by them. In this case, one of them kind of was by them. You got to look at it that way. kind of was by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, any Dodger player you ask, any Dodger player you've seen be outspoken or on a podcast or on an interview or in the past couple of weeks, they look at it, they're like, yeah, of course, probably shouldn't have had him out on the field. That's our bad. We told him to come out there. But also, MLB, that's kind of your job. Uh, what happened? What happened? Why'd you, why'd you miss this? Why were the tests so late? Why did all these things happen? Uh, why was the bubble open? Why were MLB reporters going in and out of the bubble and going to golf courses that they're not supposed to be at? All these things that go into it. Yeah. Ultimately, you look at it, you're like, this is partially MLB's fault. And they apologize. Un- there's not really anything coming of it, which is the interesting part to me. You look at it and you kind of expected something. I don't know if it's punishment. I don't know if it's a change. I don't. I don't know what I expected. For me, yeah, I looked at it and I was like, at the very least, the Dodgers are probably going to get a fine, monetary fine, not a big deal, hand it over. Yeah, it just goes straight with. to charity, anyways. So you do that. So but, that's what I expected. But, but JT already does so much charity work on his own. I think it was that combined with the fact that the league recognized that they did play a part in it. And I think that them not issuing a punishment was them also admitting, like, yeah, it was it was partially our fault. Yeah. You set up your, your player to get the Rona. You shouldn't, uh, like, fault him for getting the Rona and potentially spreading it around. I mean, that part kind of, because there were protocols that the teams agreed to. If this happens, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And he did X, and then he was like, why am I not out there? Z you later. Ah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I see what you did there. We're back, baby! <laughs> the brain, it, I mean, it's not fully working again, but I'm wondering, because we haven't necessarily talked so much about this, is like, is it the right call? Should they have not done anything um, Considering how much him or Manfred uh, specifically has messed up on these punishments, and and so many, you know, front facing, fan facing uh, opportunities to to do something right for the league or to whatever it may be, not even do something right for the league, but at least look right to the fans and to to the general public, maybe people you're trying to get involved in baseball to come watch baseball. Was it the right call for him to not? issue some sort of punishment when it's something as global as a pandemic because a pandemic is global and local is an epidemic i see yeah uh if you have an opinion on that make sure you drop it in the chat i want to read your guys's opinions because obviously we all have different trains of thought we all come from different backgrounds we all think differently and i am dumb with that in mind uh i i can't say whether it's the right call i think there are deeper conversations that were had between I guess three. it's really three sides because yeah. you have the Dodgers, who are a team. You have the league, who is the league. And then you have JT, who is technically a free agent and technically not a part of the team anymore. Yeah. So it kind of is a three-sided deal, but I'm sure that – which is why we got the three different official statements. I think uh, my favorite part was when they were released all as one. 
to the league or uh, from the team, and it was all three statements combined together in like one tweet or whatever. And they were they were basically like, uh, "Yeah, this is a." Uh, that's a lot. I'm not going to read that. It's just people in comments like, "Yeah, oh, I'm happy for you, man," but I'm not going to read that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little wild to see that, man. Like, because there was three different uh, statements, and and each one was wildly verbose. And uh, I, mean, I can't J- read very well. So. JT's was solid, in my opinion. I thought his was the best yeah. of the three, honestly, and that's kind of rightfully so. The Dodgers one's kind of automated. It comes from like a PR perspective. There's no heart behind it. There's not supposed to be really. It's a business. Um, but for me, <laughs> I'm not a good reader. Me no read good, you know. So when I'm trying to go through all those things, I was like, "This is." I brain. basically was <laughs> like, "I'm gonna maybe read the MLB one, but I'm definitely reading the JT one, mm-hmm. and that's kind of it. Everything else kind of just thumb through." Um, you got a lot of people chiming in about it. Rich Hill's blister of our Periscope. Good friend says, <laughs> leave Justin Turner alone in all caps marks. Couldn't agree more. He is a saint. He does really, really good things for the city of Los Angeles. That doesn't give him a pass, obviously, for anything in life, yeah. but also it's easier to forgive him for those sort of things. Uh, Roach says, Justin Turner's good. Rob Manfred is bad. Back to you in the studio. Perfect, perfect way to sum it up. Uh, no matter what Rob does, it's not good. It's not, not, not good. So apparently we are also not up on uh, Facebook, which is a little wild. Usually our, our, our Chinga does well to do uh, to do the Facebook well, and I don't think I'll be able to fix it here midstream. So we appreciate all, everybody moving over to YouTube and Periscope, hanging out with us and giving us your comments. I will try to just turn it off and turn it back on again on Facebook. Um. It feels to me a lot like it was – if they did punish him, it would have looked bad. It, 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 or MLB would have been subject to more scrutiny. So it's like, hey, let's just try to sweep this under the rug. As easy as we can, as best as we can. Hey, uh, I guess it kind of works for Dodger fans. I, 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 You would have liked to have seen something just for sort of the uh, – not really, you know, soups and giggles, but – the front facing, the fact that it does look bad to have a guy that runs back out on the field to people that didn't ever really know, uh, or, or or people that maybe don't watch baseball, that that are you know worried about the pandemic, worried about everything else, and to see this guy go run out in the field and then not get anything, not get punished for it, it's that I can see how people would get upset about that. So right, maybe Manfred. Loses an opportunity. I don't think anybody would have any baseball fan or any Dodger fan would have been overly upset if a Dodger uh, or if he was punished in some way. Not like suspended. He shouldn't have got anything because then that would open up a whole other can of worms with with the Astros and the lack of punishment of the players there. So it it was uh, the lesser of all the evils for him to not do it. And you know, it's one of those things where things become things. Um, and uh, we ask yet again about Rob Manfred. Can he do anything right? Because he set himself up for this with his Astros uh, in action last year. And, you know, you set yourself up for failure now this year if something bad happens. And, and that's kind of the, the situation because now we can go forward to today's news of the Astros are back in it. And uh, former Astros general manager Jeff Lunau is suing the team for a breach of contract. So it's full circle now for Robbie. He <laughs> I just I love this storyline because once again Manfred just finds a way or something finds a way to go to circle back or to double back to the fact that Rob Manfred's an idiot and and he doesn't know what he's doing. He should not be the commissioner of Major League Baseball. 
But um, the the suit that Jeff Lunau is is uh, the reason he's suing the Astros. He's saying that the owner Jim Crane worked with Manfred on I, the way I termed it is is build your own punishment package. I like that. Yeah, and um, essentially they made Lunau and they made AJ Hinch and and um, the other guy uh, Alex Cora and. Carlos Beltran, the scapegoats in the I mean, in in Lunau's suit, he's the full blown scapegoat or whatever, but um they baseball, MLB, Rob Manford made all of those people the the scapegoat in a way, and none of the players, and that that's that's been the huge problem for a lot of fans uh, and and not even baseball fans. I mean, some people just watching from the outside thinking like that doesn't seem right. Um so anyways, Lunau alleges that uh, he was used as a scapegoat and also to save the organization millions and millions of dollars. I think it was like like 22 or like $31 million from his contract alone. So, yeah, seriously, can, can Rob Manfred do anything right here? Oh, man. Well, I think something to keep in mind is it's still a lawsuit by a guy who was fired by the team, obviously. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some ill intent in there. There's going to be some anger. There's going to be some hurt feelings. So you kind of take that as you will. Uh, you can look at it as, yeah, obviously he's going to – he could lie about it because he's been fired by that team now. Or he could be really telling the truth about it because he's been fired by the team and it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So you can look at it both ways. I think when you're looking at it from a logical standpoint, it makes sense that Manfred would work with the team to kind of protect the players. And you just look at it, and it just feels dirty, and it just feels wrong, and it just feels like another bad thing that they've done. Um, <laughs> not necessarily the Astros themselves, but I guess the league. You know, there's like a very specific part in it that, that it just it, it says that Crane and the Astros were assured of fielding a contending team in 2020. And you look at that, and you're like, number one, why should that have mattered at any point in an investigation where the team was caught cheating by said players? Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to grasp that and understand why they would do that. Obviously, for so long, we've talked about the fact that the players' union would have protected those players. It would have been a really difficult process. There would have been a lot of things in it, yada, yada, yada. That's not really the case here. We're more talking about the fact that the league never pursued it in the first place. They didn't try at all. And so when you look at that, you hear what guys like Alex Cora have said and guys like uh, you've heard that Carlos Beltran as a player was pretty heavily involved in it. And you start thinking about that and looking and saying like, you know, I'm sure AJ Hinch and Alex Cora, all those guys knew everything that was happening. <clears throat> but to to hear that players were so involved in it, so involved in spearheading the process on a daily basis and involved in text chains and email chains, like making sure that they knew who was covering what for the day and things like that, that get exposed on a daily basis. Every time we read about more about this thing, you start looking at that and you're like, why were you allowed to play in 2020? Why were you allowed to go out onto the field and make money and make a lot of money actually? Yeah. And why was, you know, you know, Cora and Hinch being suspended to me, that was fine. Like those, those needed to happen regardless. But, uh, you look at everything else happening, and you're like, something "Wait a second! This all don't. This all so this don't is not up. kosher. There's something wrong here. This there's not consistent. <laughs> all I'm asking for in life is consistency. If you you look at the NFL, they have really bad officiating. As long as it's consistent and it's always the same, I don't really care because they're always going to mm-hmm. be bad. But keep it consistent. I don't matter if you're going to be Major League Baseball and you're going to be Rob Manfred and you're going to dish out punishments and you're going to be bad or good or whatever you're going to do. 
just be consistent with it. Just do it well. And you're just not, it seems like you're not transparent at all with your fan base. It seems like you're hiding so many different things from your fan base. It shouldn't be a situation where you look at something happening and you're like, I have no idea what Rob Manfred's going to do with this situation. He might punish somebody like he might ban them from baseball or he might not do anything at all. Like you just don't know what's going to happen anymore. Yeah. And, and they, uh, he 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 worsened his uh, front facing relationship with fans and the game and the league and and non fans with the the back and forth and the BS that happened during the shutdown and and the fact that we had to ultimately settle on only only sixty game only sixty games even though they wanted to play more but then after the game the the schedule was implemented he's like oh yeah we were never going to play more than sixty games I was like then why did I have the bowl Bart why did I have the bowl. <laughs> Anyways, we'll uh, we'll pause here to, to welcome our friends on Facebook. Sorry, we had some technical issues. Uh, if you want to watch the whole episode, it will be out um, as a podcast tomorrow, and we uh, are the whole thing will be available on YouTube right after we are done. Um, so, apologies to Facebook. We're glad to see y'all joining us now. Some uh, some Facebook. Yes, we are talking about Rob Manford. We're talking about the Astros punishment um or sorry the astros back in the news as part of their former gm suing them for firing him firing yeah firing him as a scapegoat in uh this their their stupid stupidness that's it that's my um technical way of saying it it was really good it was really smart and really well crafted (sighs) sorry there's been a lot of things going on in the background here trying to make this thing uh trying to make this thing work I want to know people's thoughts here because I know it's been a source of uh, online of anger for a number of people, and I'm curious uh, is your thoughts. So Alex Cora <laughs> lost his job with the Red Sox as part of that that um, Astros investigation last off season. AJ Hinch lost his job when he was fired by the Astros because he had to be because of the air quote punishment as somebody said LJ on periscope says what punishment my bad not a punishment slap on the wrist see much better <clears throat> so Alex Cora was already rehired by the Red Sox and AJ Hinch took over as the manager of the Tigers now <sighs> how bad does that look less than a year less than it's what, not like it's not a year 10 months it's like, it it, like it's roughly 10 months roughly give or take and they already have new jobs I mean, this is a. I mean, we can date all the way back to the day that they got fired and the podcast that followed that. And I'm sure on that podcast, we we would both say something about the the day that they are allowed to come back. They'll both be back. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we said something along those lines. Uh, and yeah. they're back, and it makes sense. Did not see Cora going directly back to the Red Sox. I will say yeah. that. Did not see that happening. I thought the Red Sox were going to be a better organization than that, a smarter organization than that. I should know better. It's Boston. No. No one's smart in Boston, unless you're from Boston, in which case you're the smartest guy out there. Um, Wicked smart. Wicked smart. Uh, (laughs) Everything about that just screams Boston to me. Um, Hinch going to a non-competitive team. It just makes the most sense of anything that I've ever heard in my entire life. You knew that he was not going to go to a contender. Because no contender worth their whatever, weight and whatever, whatever the saying is. I don't know what it is. Don't throw rocks at glass or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> uh, if you're you, stoned. You knew it yeah. just made sense that they, he wasn't going to go to a contender, a team that's going to win, a team that's in a place to win games. Detroit's perfect for him. Um, I'm sure he's going to love Detroit. Yeah. It is funny that he goes to an American League team still. I think that's a little funny. But 
I, man, it just looks so bad, especially the timing of this lawsuit being released and hearing about it. Yeah. I mean, they got hired <clears throat> within, you know, a week of each other yeah. or something like that. It's a real tight window that was on that. So you look at that <laughs> happening combined with the fact that this lawsuit is also happening and they're going like, hey, yeah, well, like those two guys got thrown under the bus and I got thrown under the bus and all the players were protected. Now you're looking at it and saying like, in the first place, it was already a weak punishment. In yeah. the first place. Like, forget everything about this lawsuit for but a second. Precedent. It was already a bad punishment. Of course, there's precedent, et cetera, et cetera, Hashtag whatever. Precedent. Now you're looking at it. You get to look back on it a little bit with all of this in mind, and you're going, oh, hell yeah. They got a $5 million fine, lost some draft picks, and had to suspend their guys that they ended up firing. That they <laughs> and, and they got to keep the, that ill-gotten World Series piece of metal. And still got to go to the championship series because they still got to field a contending team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can call them contending, I guess. They made it to the championship series. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other thing right there, too. But people are sounding off. Uh, Michael says, uh, screw the Astros and that whole team. Mm. Uh, Mark says, reinstate, reinstate Pete, Pete Rose, which that's a whole other different can of worms. I, I, I think... But I mean, there's no precedent on on any of these sort of things. Um, but if if they're so bad about their punishments now, and and they're really just the the league doesn't care. It feels like they really mm-hmm. don't care about the product. They only care about the money. Why not put Pete Rose? Hey, Pete Rose getting back in the game and getting into the Hall of Fame where he rightfully deserves that would be a huge headline. Every network would pick that up. If you go and and undo a, a lifetime ban. While the guy's still alive, and then you get all of the quotes from him, like I'm helping you guys write your story here. Think of the athlete, hey Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Rosenthal. He, he needs to push for this right yeah, here. He needs a, he needs big stories. He really fumbled the ball in the JT story, so bad something else. So many times, go play handball on the curb, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an opinion that I know is going to divide uh, baseball fans alike. I think you and I both uh, fall in the same boat that I feel like Pete Rose should not be banned from baseball. Personally, is he a good dude? No. No, no a terrible human being. Was mm-hmm. he a great ball player? <sighs> One of the best of all time. So yeah. with that in mind, we won't get into that subject because we can argue <laughs> that all day long. If Barry Bonds gets to be a part of baseball, Pete Rose should be able to be a part of baseball. That's my argument. Thank you. Kevin Stearns on Facebook says Corin Hinch should have been both permanently banned. So if you did look into the Cora thing a little bit more, um, and, and this is you know kind of part of, of what Lunau is, is alleging, it's like they weren't. I don't think Cora was was as involved in it. It was a lot more player driven, and Cora kind of had to eat crow on it. Um, but I think ESPN, you know, during the shutdown, kind of did a profile on Cora and uh, you know painted a little bit different story of it. And Cora feels bad and all this kind of stuff. Plus, he's a former Dodger. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Maybe I have mixed emotion because of that because I loved watching him and Asturias up the middle. Um, for for uh, the early part of the 2000s, but uh, whatever. If you're going to ban Hinch for life, you got to ban Cora. Then why not? And 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 Beltron, Beltron's. I mean, he was probably not going in the Hall of Fame either way. Very good player, but yeah, he played for the Mets. That doesn't count. That bitch. <laughs> Nicole says Manfred is a tool, and that is a perfect place to button up this segment because you couldn't, you really can't wrap it much better than that. Manfred is a tool. And uh, wrap your tool. In a roaring stadium, 
Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. So, we have a winner for our Justin Turner signed Justin Turner signed jersey from our friends over at Elite Sports Collectibles. The winner is I have a drum roll. Where is it? I always forget. It's that one. It's like right in the middle. Hermes Bonilla. This is excellent pronunciation. Excellent Did you want me to say Bonilla? Hermes Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. That's, <laughs> that's at Hermes underscore Bonilla on the Instagram. Send us a DM. We will or we will reach out reach out to you. You have forty eight hours to claim your prizes. Justin Turner autograph jersey, courtesy of our friends at Elite Sports Collectibles on Instagram. New giveaway announcement. <laughs> Because we will be working with our friends over at Elite all off-season long. Or not all, I think through the rest of 2020. Maybe going beyond that, but we're giving away this fine autographed Cody Bellinger baseball. It might have bits of, uh, you know, melted cutting board and pizza. <laughs> Maybe not, but Cody Bellinger did off, uh, autograph this ball, and it has um, has a thing. What do they call it? It's... it's uh, there's a stamp, like the seal of approval. Seal of approval. <laughs> seal of approval. It is authenticated. Authenticated. So you have a week to enter this on our Instagram. Check it out at official Dodgers Nation. What you're going to want to do to enter to win is follow at Elite Sports Collectibles on Instagram. Follow us at Do- official Dodgers Nation. Follow, or I should say, subscribe. To our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV, And on the comment, uh, in the comment section there on that Instagram post on our Dodgers Nation uh, Instagram, talk about your favorite Bellinger moment from this postseason, of which there were several fantastic moments. So, you have a week. You have a week, to, you have a week to enter. A week, you say? A week. Oh, yeah, because we announce them every podcast you see. Because we are prepared for it every night, and I don't pick the winner 10 seconds before we announce it sometimes. I know. This time you did it like an hour before. I did it way right? before because last week I forgot, and I had to scramble, and when you were talking, I picked the winner, and then we announced it three seconds later. So we're really good <laughs> at doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm usually pretty better at scrambling during the show right now. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't have- Off-season I, I didn't have. Just I didn't have coffee mode. today. Uh, and I, I've had one and a half monsters, like oh, the, the taller you usually cans. have more. No, I usually will have a coffee and a monster. So I think that's where I'm a little bit off. Like you're, uh, you're the, out of balance. Chemically imbalanced is what we'll say. Yeah, you're yeah, usually you know. chemically imbalanced. Digging into the comments a bit here, uh, our buddy Roach says wanted to point out Tony Larusa got another DUI and got a job. Our friend Janae is in the stream. What's going on, Janae? Hi. It's a pretty good deal. You get a DUI and a job. Hey, I love DUI. It's like They're a two delicious. for one. We're talking about we're talking about gyms, right? Anybody? Anybody? Pico? Pico? No. Oof. Oof. That's no what I got there. to say. <laughs> they don't have computers there. They do not. They're, they don't have the internet there. Uh, let's see. Getting a couple more on on the uh, the Cora and the Astros and all that. We got. Uh, it says Cora should not be back in baseball. What the f? That is stupid. Commissioner needs to be fired. That is a, a huge sentiment all across the league. All across baseball, all across fans, everybody really wants that guy fired. So hashtag fire Rob Manfred. 
Um, Ruben points out that Manfred was drunk the night the Dodgers clinched the World Series. Yeah, I don't I don't remember if we actually talked about that or not on here, but that was um, we talked about it briefly. It was weird. <laughs> it was it was a weird night, man. He was, he had he was playing like some sort of weird speech jammer game. It was bad. Leslie says uh, Mike Sosha for first base coach. I like that. I love that actually. I actually really like Mike Sosha as a manager. Uh, wow. Somebody not as like our manager. Is that because your family grew up Angels fans? No, no, no. That's also true. But I just think he's a nice guy in general. I just like his head. <laughs> you just like look at his head, and you're like, "That's a nice guy." And he's just like, oh. "That's a nice head." And he's like, oh, "That's a nice oh, boulder." Oh, guys, <laughs> he's like that. Whatever he says in the Simpsons episode, mm-hmm. that. Oh man, is this ever sweet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh, shout out. Um, he still gets paid for that, by the way. Oh hell yeah. He's not getting paid by the Angels, that's for sure. Ooh, yeah, Homer at the bat, quality episode. All right, enough BSing around because, again, we've been scatterbrained. Whatever, it's off season and we're trying to be semi-structured. No watching. As opposed to, it says, it says over 30 billion people are watching, uh, 30 billion served right now. Ooh. So I know one of the things you wanted to talk about a little bit today is uh, the warm stove 2020. And rumors, trades, free agents we don't need. And that's the big thing we want to we wanna focus on because this is the time of year when everybody starts linking the Dodgers to Frankie Lindor. They start linking him to Nolan Arenado again, even though Arenado's not on the market. Um, or even some of the free agents, you know, Bauer, names like that. Um, I, I guess LeMayhew's another name there that you might hear a little bit. And I, I would think of any of those names, honestly, DJ LeMayhew's the one I like the most. He is the one that makes the most sense. I mean, if you're looking at all the big names that are floating out there right now, you look yeah. at the Dodgers roster build and their situation, he would make the most sense. So, Still going to argue against it. So today or <laughs> yesterday on his podcast, John Heyman, which I didn't even know he had a podcast, but um, apparently John Heyman. Sponsored by Scott Boris. He get paid. Papa Bear is in his old, uh, is in his pocket there, but the Frankie Lindor stuff is is the the big one because uh, it's it's that time of year. Frankie Lindor is definitely getting traded from Cleveland, just like he was last year. Definitely getting traded from Cleveland. <laughs> um, this year does make a lot more sense because uh, they are how do you call it cheap. Mm. Um, same, you know, the same reason I was very, uh, I, I became more and more bothered. I, I thought they were going to bring up the the financial might narrative a lot more during the World Series. Instead, you know, they were stroking off Randy Rosarena, right. but you know, yeah, the Dodgers have this huge payroll, and and the Tampa Bay's have this tiny payroll. Well, the Rays, like, they trade away their good players. They use up their their good players' talent when they're cheap. Trade them away. When they're starting to get expensive, and then they don't have to pay for, you know, the value they got when they were playing for them. So that's a thing that uh, Cleveland is pretty big on. They're obviously not a huge market, and uh, Frankie Lindor is going to move somewhere this year, they claim. I hope not the Yankees. I saw him linked to the Yankees, and I would hate to see him have to shave and have to be a Yankee. I would hate to ha- hate to have to hate him. Is what I'm saying. Listen, everybody wants to add the superstar to your lineup. We obviously got ours in Mookie Betts. We got a lot of pieces that we can move around in the diamond. We're very flexible. We're getting rid of Kike. <laughs> All the good things are happening this year. I couldn't help. I couldn't. I got to take a shot. I mean, I have to. Um, <laughs> um, 
you're looking at Lindor. Lindor is 100% going to be a Yankee or a Met by the time this thing's all said and done. He's either going to be a Yankee, a Met, or an Indian when the season starts. Do you think, um, what's his name, Cohen? Do you think he goes that quick after somebody like I that? Do. I, I know he that doesn't we, even have a front office yet. I know that we talked about it, and we knew we, we had kind of decided that they were going to settle in first and then get things moving. Yeah. I just think that the Mets fans were are foaming at the mouth for so many different things on top of the fact that Not they're Robbie waste- Cano. <laughs> Don't you know? On fact of the t- <laughs> on top of the fact that they're wasting the best years of Jacob Degrom's life right now, you got to really consider that because Jacob Degrom, his clock is ticking and it's ticking fast. He's a lot older than you guys think he is because I know in your mind you're like 26, 27 year old no. guy. No, Clayton Kershaw age guy. That's tough to remember and it's tough to consider that you're not going to have very many. You very well could have already seen his best years. They could be behind him now. They could be. Not necessarily that they will be. With that in mind, I think that the Mets will make one big move at the start of to to kick things off, to kick off the new ownership, to kick off everything. They'll make one big move, and everything else will kind of be fall in place type of things. They won't compete again. They just won't. that could be George Springer. It could be George Springer instead of instead of Frankie Lindor. I but think they would, yeah. I mean, do they have talent to trade? They don't, but they have a lot of money that they can give Cleveland, and Cleveland <laughs> likes money. Yeah, they, there's a number of questions uh, over there for for the old Mets, and it's like, is is uh, Pete Alonso the real deal? Do you want no. to try to build around him? Which no. we already have the answer. No. No. Um, no. 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 David Wright isn't at third base anymore, and he hasn't been for, like, 37 years. They're not a terribly good team. Um, I think they're finally out from under the Cespedes contract. That's good for them. But uh, I would see them more moving on the on the uh, free agent market. Springer there makes a lot of sense. You know, you get Springer there, you can move Ligaris around. And uh, apparently we're a Mets show now. Thanks for tuning in. But the other big thing is, like, how far along in his rehab, because he's a severe drug addict, Noah Syndergaard, you know, yeah, you got as it. made yeah, we famous we by follow. Dustin May. Um, yeah, how far along is he? He's like, is this now? Do you want to do that now, or do you want to kind of set some things in place and get ready for the next season? Like, do you want to push now? And And I do agree that maybe you need to now. You just bought the team. Show you mean business. You got to so do something. your half-brother will be happy. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Lucino or whatever. We got some looks, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, getting into the Dodger side of it, the reason why they don't need Francisco Lindor on this team, obviously the cost that it's going to – Cleveland doesn't know how to make trades, so it very well could be a very low cost. The last time they were supposed to talks, it was uh, like five of their top ten prospects. <laughs> that conversation has obviously dramatically changed. The less he has on his contract, the older he gets, things adjust. He's closer to free agency. He's going to get a huge contract when that happens. With that in mind, despite all of that, you look at the talent around the diamond, you're going to re-sign Justin Turner. That's a foregone conclusion. I would bet all the money that I have in my bank account, which is not very much, that Justin Turner <laughs> returns to the Dodgers. I have no problem with that bet. I feel good about that bet. Do you see JT ever playing anywhere else for the rest of his career? No. Easy. All right. You got a third baseman again for next year at least. At least. You maybe got him a couple years it's arguable whether or not you want to play in third base that long. Anyways, mm. um, you got to consider the DH, how that plays in next year. We still don't know that. Nobody really knows that right now. Hopefully that'll be figured out before January because a lot of trades and a lot of signings are going to be contingent on that damn de- designated hitter yeah. being in the NL or not. Which is a thing Manfred's <clears throat> holding hostage right now over the league. You look and you're like, hey, well, I want Frankie to play shortstop. 
No, you don't want Frankie to play shortstop. If you're going to move Corey around somewhere, there's not really a place that you can move him around to right now that can open up a position for him. There is no open position for him right now. Corey Seager, on paper and in my heart, is a better shortstop. Maybe not defensively, but a better shortstop than Francisco Lindor in my heart. He his The season he just put up, granted, 60-game season, a lot shorter. Numbers are a lot different. It's hard to judge. He put up the best season that he's ever had. He put up a better season than any season Frankie Lindor has ever had. So yeah. looking at those two things, obviously there's health concerns with Corey, yada, yada, yada. I want them to sign Corey to a long, <clears throat> long, long, long-term deal. Give him the Mookie Betts deal right now. Hold on, you're getting just ahead get of yourself. I know. I just got a lot to say about this Frankie Lindor situation. You got second baseman. You can rotate people. Gavin Lux, as much as you guys are not sold on him, I'm not entirely sold on him myself, but you can't give up on him as quickly as that. You can't just say, like, one and done season. We didn't see anything out of you from that one season. We're done with you. Move along. They won't do that. <sighs> with all that in mind, they will not be in on Frankie Lindor. I'm very much convinced of that, and I hope I eat my words on that. That would be cool. So you're talking about wanting to extend Seager, though. You can't get a Lindor because you're not going to trade away good value for Lindor if you're not going to sign him. And you don't have – you you can't have all of these superstar players. And that's what's made the Dodgers – We're not uh, the Yankees. That's what made the Dodgers so damn good for so long. It's that we've we've been building and, and you know, you move on. You didn't overpay for Grinky. Um, <clears throat> we, I'm sure we lost superstar talent like Juan Uribe, rest in peace, Juani, but – you know, you let the players go. That's kind of like the way the Dodgers have always operated. Let the players go before they get too, too, too expensive. Um, but if you go and get a Lindor and you only have him for the one year, what's the point if you have to trade like Gavin Lux? Right. I mean, sure, you're almost guaranteeing yourself another, you know, very, very likely title in 2021 if you have Lindor and Seager and Belly and you know Muncy and a full season and all this kind of stuff. But uh, if if you do have him, and now you're trying to extend him, missed missed Mookie in there. You have Mookie getting all this money. You have to figure out what you're going to do in Ker- with Kershaw after next season, which is something we're going to talk about very shortly. Um, you need to <laughs> Corey's going to keep getting more expensive, and you need to re-sign him after next season. You have to worry about Bellinger getting more expensive. All of these guys are are Boris clients. Bueller needs to get paid. Julio Urias needs to get MF and paid. Dude's been around forever. He's got to get paid soon. <laughs> uh, I remember I've been I've been focusing on the fact that somebody gave me crap about saying his name wrong. I'm doing it the white guy, the white guy way, kind of on purpose. Sorry, Urias. If you want me to do it like all overdone, Julio Urias, <laughs> Urias. Yeah, Urias. Anyway, uh, yeah. There's a lot of different little subplots in there. We're gonna get into in the next uh, segment of the show because we have uh, fancy air quote graphics um chris bryant we've seen that bryant is off of terrible year but i've seen people wanting to try to link him to la not like any of the major players i've just seen like fans try to to link it and make it happen online if for some reason the the cubs let bryant go go here and one of the things i do love about this bryant thing is that this was the extra year that they screwed him over for (laughs) And they don't even want him now. This is the year that they work to to screw him over, to ruin their relationship with him, to make things really contentious. <laughs> and they got this year out of him. They got 34 games and a 206 batting average to go along with a .644 OPS and uh, four bombs. He hit four dingers the whole year at, at Wrigley. Short season. <laughs> at Wrigley, he hit four, four bombs. Yeah. You, you think anything comes of Bryant? 
I mean, definitely not coming to L.A. No, no, no. I, I really don't think he's coming to L.A. I uh, Honestly, looking at it, people were talking about them shedding salary, the way it works out, things like that. He had one bad, one really bad year. I just can't see the Cubs letting it letting it go like that. I, I, I don't I don't think it ends there. I think he, he plays with the Cubs next year. I think he plays with the Cubs probably long term, but maybe not long term. But I think he's I think he's in Chicago next year. Yeah. Plus, um who who is it? Uh the other guy, Rizzo. They're gonna need to pay him at some point again. And I don't think they're gonna let him go. But if they do, they can't let they can't let Brizzo break up like immediately. Or within like a year of each other or whatever. So Chris Bryant will remain a Cub. If he doesn't, he's not coming to L.A. He's not going to be a Dodger. Nah. The other one uh, we see every single year is old Los Angeles native Nolan Arenado desperately hates uh, Colorado, which is why he signed that big uh, extension. Does Nolan Arenado get moved this offseason? I mean... I thought it was weird that he signed that extension in the first place with Colorado, especially since he was – he. you don't often hear players of high talent uh, talk about how disappointed that they are in their team and their organization as a whole and their lack of performance. Him, he did that quite often. And so him automatically just going like, hey – I'll I'll sign this contract. We'll be here long term. Let's get it done. Let's lock it in. It's like, dude, two mm-hmm. weeks ago you were like, man, we we just need to compete. This is ridiculous. I thought we I thought I was here to win. Like that things like bad. that. that and then now you're like, I'll sign the contract. That's a lot of money. I'll take it. <laughs> I thought that was weird in the first place. Um, so with that in mind, it would not surprise me a whole lot to see the Rockies kind of be like, ah, we kind of messed up. We should not have given them that big of an extension. <laughs> we wanted to make them happy. We wanted them to stick around. They could get some good. Uh, they they could get some quality talent out of that trade. Obviously, playing in the NL West, they know what the Dodgers have. They know what they're loaded with. There could be some sort of interest there. I don't know what that interest level would be. I don't know how realistic it is. In my mind, I don't see them moving their star piece to in in the division. I don't see that yeah. happening. Uh, if it was a lesser guy, maybe. Yeah, that happens often. Um, but their star piece moving in the division, I just don't see it. I could see him being traded though i don't know where i don't know who could afford him right now be a tough offseason to do it because you really don't know Oof, that sucks um you really don't know what what well they have devers too but you you don't know what baseball is going to look like after 2021 you don't even know what it's going to look like this coming season so i mean hell you don't even know if it's fully going to happen they they're i think i saw today or, or recently they're the they're, they're the planning is definitely you know the full 162 game season whether or not that will happen uh, i mean some of that might be league mandated because they can't afford to play another season without you know at least half capacity and well we know um <laughs> the stadiums are still going to take a while to fill up so not to dig into that too much it, it's an interesting off season and this is going to be a long and weird like hot stove time. It won't I'm be. I'm really excited for it because it's going to be really weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Juiced Lee saying another 60 game season. No, it won't be that bad. I mean, maybe 100, maybe 120. They, they've figured out ways to make it work. But the money wise, I don't know if baseball wants to try to make that work. Another factor in the Nolan Arenado trade that I 
did not think about is the fact that he has a player opt out after the 2021 season. And so the Rockies could be nervous that he's going, depending on how this next year goes for them, they could be nervous that he's going to be like, screw this. I know there's, you know, I think it's like 150 million left on the table after that or something crazy, but he might want to take a contract somewhere else. And that could be the case again. Don't know what's going to happen. Don't know what's going to happen this season. Don't know what's going to happen next season after the collective bargaining agreement expires. There's just so many factors that play into it. Personally, if I were a ball player, I am not. I sit here at a desk and I don't move very much. If I were a ball player, would not want to be a free agent by the time that new C- that new CBA comes around because you just don't know how it's going to work out or if it's going to expire or mm-hmm. if it's going to be bad or if it's going to be pro owner, anti, whatever's. <sighs> Makes you nervous. Makes yeah. you a little nervous. Don't yeah. like it. So... It be ready for a lot of weirdness this off season and a lot of uh, I don't know what to do and I don't know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, with, definitely in this uh, in this weird off season of uh, people teams have lost money and they're trying to to recoup in some way, shape, or form next season. There's all I mean there, there's a good amount of of quality free agents out there. Um, I want to forego the free agent talk right now. We could save that for for another episode because they ain't going anywhere. It's not going to be um, you know it's not going to be changing in the next week but we have some padres trolls in the uh, in the the stream in the chat that's been funny so i'm seeing a lot of people being like kick them out or whatever it's funny they're 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 so cute padres fans like talking padres is the is the podcast is that it? Yeah, well, I mean, is, even right? so. Well, there's that. There's a few more too. There's like, more than talking yeah, Padres. Yeah, I like talking like, Padres is being reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's another one. I think it's SS and there's Eric ninety seven. So we got a few pods people in here, which is pretty funny. And uh, you know, I like that. Um, you know, we <laughs> they're they're saying, oh, we we had two of our aces hurt. How are we supposed to beat you? Blah blah. But they also are now saying, oh, it's an asterisk season, and oh, Cronenworth was robbed, and oh, you know, t- whatever Tatis and and uh, you know that we were afraid of Tatis. They said so. It, it's um, it's so funny. Like, yeah, that's how that's an interesting new to winning they are. An interesting argument to me for a lot of reasons, especially the Lamette Clevenger thing. Uh, <laughs> Because it's almost like you're faulting us for your pitchers being hurt and you not being a deep enough organization to make a run into the playoffs, and that's that's not our fault. We had guys that weren't in this, we but didn't get to play all year long. We had David Price, who was a top three starter, opt out of the season. We had mm-hmm. Jimmy Nelson die in the middle of the season. We had so many guys who were supposed to contribute, not contribute, and a bunch of guys who we didn't expect to contribute contribute. Mm-hmm. We were in the exact same boat as you were. We were just a better team. I don't mm-hmm. know what else to tell you. Get over it. You Much lost. Better. You didn't make it to the. You didn't make it past. You didn't win beyond your wild card series. Go ahead, and hang up your wild card banner. Be proud of that. Tell people that you won a playoff game this decade. Go to sleep happy with that. I love it when you get a chance to talk to Padres fans. They're always fun. They're it's always, always good time. Yeah, they're they're good people. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. All right, so we enjoyed it last week, and we'll see if it's fun again this week. We want to do a little bit of uh, ESPN ripoff, calling it Around the Heaven. It's Around the Horn Around the Heaven? Yeah, why not? Ah, Why not? That's our podcast name, Heaven. I don't know. Well, what happened was... This is my first day here. (laughs) 
Mrs. FRG says uh, Victor Gonzalez stepped up. Oh, Victor. Yeah. My heart. The, the I'm player working on that, my Spanish just so I can talk to Victor and Brewstar. The the player that uh, only our Tim Rogers pointed out uh, preseason, SD Dodger Tim had pointed out, like, this is a guy to watch, and you're seeing him get some big-time outs in the World Series and every series, and uh, I think he got engaged today, by the way. Victor? Yeah. Aw. BDV. Victor? They call him BDV. Man, he got his money. He got his He got his, his World ring. Series appearance. He got his ring. He's ready to go. Victor. <clears throat> so he was almost bit. out of baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was crying his way out of baseball. And uh, he said, there's no crying in baseball. Yeah, he said it like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's got that. Uh, oh, we got to do this thing. <laughs> so, uh, again, the same way around the horn kind of works on the Espen. Uh, we're gonna do it. We're not gonna get fired because ESPN be loving firing people these days. But um, no, no. Yeah, a Too lot soon? of people got fired. Too soon. A lot of people. ESPN sucks. Yeah, well, yeah. The rules are simple. We're gonna do a minute on each topic here and uh, just kind of touch on some rando things, some things that have been that that are related to the team, maybe related to the off season. And the last one is just uh, because I I I needed to fill that much space on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Santiago says Brooks sounded so disappointed right now when he told Victor Gonzalez got engaged. How do you feel about that? I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm really happy for that guy. Cries. Yeah, that means him and Bruce Dyer are both engaged now. Oh, my two favorite guys are engaged. I'm so happy for them. They're so cool. All right, first topic is the Dodgers lose first base coach George Lombard to cheating A.J. Hinch's squad, his coaching staff over there in Detroit with the Tigers. Uh, Lombard had been with the Dodgers since Dave Roberts was hired on, so he's been here for the last five seasons, now a World Series first base coach. He gets a promotion there with the Tigers to bench coach, so good for him. He's, uh, he's one of the very, very good people in the game. And uh, he has a great story. You know, if you haven't heard too much about him, go check out, you know, some different articles on him. Do some uh, George Lombard research. Uh, He's a great guy. But the question is here, I wonder, because I've seen some uh, people asking about this, and Santiago's already ahead of us, throwing the clock up on the board. Who can or should take over as first base coach for your Los Angeles Dodgers? And go. Oh, I go first. Yeah, because uh, I have the button. I, I think I think this is uh, Chase Utley's first step into coaching. I think this, I think oh, this is his, his move into the coaching position, and I think it's a good one. That's, That's all I have on. I don't have any other recommendations. You maybe pull Andre Ethier out of Arizona. I guess I don't know. He's not <laughs> Andre doing would love it. Oh, he's he's already there all the time in uniform as often <laughs> as he can. Like he calls him, like, "Hey, can I come to practice today?" <laughs> I mean, I liked I liked the idea of uh, Mike Sosha. I mean, he would not do that. He wouldn't do it, but man, that would be really great to watch. I would also love Mike Sosha, like being the bullpen coach or something. I don't know the bullpen catcher. <laughs> I don't know. It, it would be it would be fantastic to see Chase Utley because he would bring just such a different dynamic to the team or to the coaching staff that I think it does need. It needs that that little bit of fire. Um, Dave's too nice. He is straight too nice. But uh, I don't think that would happen. I think he's too happy not working and just you know kind of doing Chase Utley things, being happy. Not working's fun. Yeah, but um, it'll most likely be. Probably, maybe Viz. Probably. Jose Viscaino making his return to the big league coaching staff. Was that exciting? Who doesn't love off-season first base coach job talk? (laughs) To lead it off. Right there at the top of the lineup. (laughs) Batting first. First That's because nobody 
Nobody tunes in immediately. No one watches us. Yeah, no. who's here 58 minutes or whatever into the show? So the Dodgers have seven arbitration-eligible players. Uh, Scott Alexander, we got World Series legend Austin Barnes. Shout-out to the Riv, Cody Bellinger, Walker Bueller, Dylan Floro, Corey Seager, Seager and Julio Urias. Do all seven of those guys come back? No. Six of them do. <laughs> Six? <clears throat> Good call. I think uh, six guys get issued their contracts, things worked out, yada, yada, yada. It all works out for them. I don't think Scott Alexander makes a return to this team. He pretty much lived in the minor leagues for like the past season and a half. Yeah. He's gone. I don't think they're bringing him back. I, I don't think they need him. It was very odd when he did like come back when they did offer him that, that deal last like, year come back and not, don't do anything don't do anything <laughs> he's like solid i mean he was he wasn't bad uh, again he wasn't bad at the job uh but what, his job not doing anything they don't need to i think it's like he's projected for maybe you know one and a half maybe two million he's going to get a raise this off season and if they're trying to save money because they do need to keep under the payroll and then if you uh, aren't abreast of the situation at payroll our tim rogers also wrote a payroll piece on our dodgersnation.com so check that out but yeah i i agree with you there floro will likely be back and uh your boy scotty alexander will not and that's what people are uh, agreeing with here we got damon saying no alexander uh, Jose Rod pointing out that Vic BD Vic uh, did replace him, so that that works. Um, <laughs> Big Steve says, "Oh yeah, Scott Alexander exists." <laughs> I, I mean, you look at it and you're like, he pitched 13 games this year. You're like, I don't even remember seeing him pitch in one game. I think he pitched in the Astros series, and that's the only series I could tell you for sure that he pitched in. <clears throat> and beyond that, I'm like, was that Caleric or was that Alexander? Or was that yeah, Jake yeah. McGee? <laughs> yeah, those loogies, they all look the same. There you go. But, yeah, I don't think he's coming back. So I think this one will be the most fun. Uh, well, maybe the next two. I don't have fun. This is true. You have, like I mentioned, of those four eligible guys, you got Cody Bellinger. He's not high, by the way, during games. <laughs> Corey Seager, Walker Bulio, uh, Bueller, and you have Bulio. It's a combination of Walker and, and Julio. Mm, Bulio. Who of those guys would you personally – Extend first, offer a contract extension of the four guys. Of those, because like, you can one, really, you can only sign one. Let's be one real. of them gets a deal. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, who if gets you're, it first? If you're looking at it in terms of like who goes first in 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 terms of the years left, I don't know if that's how you want to do it. I'm I'm just gonna look at it the exact same way. Like, let's pretend they're all in the same year right now. I'm gonna look at it that way because that makes more sense to me. Otherwise, you know, Julio and Corey are a little bit closer than Walker and. Mm-hmm. Cody, Cordy, yeah. I'm called Cordy. Um, me, I'm always extending Corey Seager for the rest of my life. I'd like to extend Corey Seager, give him all the money. He can have my money. Don't have a lot. Have a bad car, but he can have that too if he wants it. <laughs> I got a pair of vans. You brought donuts. I did bring donuts. Yeah. Half of them were gone. Yeah, that was all today. I'm assuming it was all today. Yeah, That's very, all I had for dinner. Very proud of you. He is uh, the most skinny fat guy you will meet. I can assure you that. It's a tough call, man. I mean, I do think Seeger is the guy to put your your money in. Uh, I would take Seeger over Belly, but Bueller or Urias, probably Bueller. Um you really got to look at locking those dudes up. You got to look at locking up arms. We know the Dodgers find a way to always breed arms. It just happens. There will always be talent. They have a full rotation. They have six guys who can start next year and there's three more in the minor leagues that are ready to go 
with Jojo Reyes, with even Mitch White, if you want to give him a chance. Uh, you know, a couple of the kids they drafted this year are really damn close. Yeah, I mean, that, you look at a couple of the guys that they did draft this year, and you're like, those guys, in a pinch this past season, probably mm-hmm. could have made appearances and probably were legitimately considered to be brought up in some sort of capacity. And you're like, what? I mean, obviously, 60 games, wild year. But. Random. Plug in here. Does does Victor start or relieve next year? He's reliever next year. Oh. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. I I said he should be the closer before he did anything. Oh, uh, where And I? he's amazing. <laughs> no one listens to me. No one ever listens to me. <laughs> should I should be first base coach. We're very oh, I'd, I'd be so down. We we sign stuff. I'll get everybody thrown out at a second. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> no, that would be Gary as first base coach. He's bad at he's it. He's not a good read. Yeah, he's <laughs> he thinks everything's hit to him, so Oh, this one's going to be a potentially sensitive topic. Will 2021 be Clayton Kershaw's last season in Dodger Blue? Because it, it, it's, it's, it's his right, final yeah. season. Final. Final Will contract. it be his final season in Dodger Blue? No. And now you can go ahead. Back to you and the me. Uh, I I do not. Ah, man, it's it's a really tough situation to think about. You look at all the different factors of it. I got forty seven seconds. I got time to work. Yeah, you're good. You look at it from the Dodgers' point of view. You don't want to spend. <laughs> you don't want to spend thirty million dollars a year on Clayton Kershaw anymore. Uh, the twenty the twenty twenty season arguably makes a more compelling argument for him though. So you got to consider that. I think he's maybe a eighteen million dollar guy now, logically speaking, not with your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Kershaw's side of it. He's got one more year. He's really dwindling down in his career, getting near the end of it. Uh, he might want to go home and play in Texas and just wrap it up there. Don't want him to do that. Don't think he will do that. Um, so with that being said, I think he signs a short-term deal with them again and kind of just keeps that up until he's done. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He wants to be here, and as much as he doesn't care, uh, air quote, about his stats and the numbers in the back of his his player's card, the uh, back of his uh, baseball card, he is going to like to see LED, LED, LED uh, on it 18 times and nothing else or whatever it is. He's oh, got sometimes. more years, <laughs> and if you can – Get him, you know, for 15, 14, 18 million, like you're saying, you know, he's still the ace right now, but he will decline and we will be sad. Um, Mucho. But uh, you you can do worse than Clayton Kershaw as your number four or number five starter somewhere down the line. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's a weird world to think about. <laughs> notably, he did say, as Katie points out here, he did say on Ellen that he, he wants to be a Dodger for his career, but that's also, you know, just the right thing to say. He's, He's not going to be like, no, after this year I'm done. Uh, yeah, I did say F- that. Also, I, them kids. I have seen an, uh, an argument pop up as of late that he will retire after that. And uh, no. as no. as out of left field as that seems, he is Clayton Kershaw, and he is wild, and he's unpredictable. He's but not, I think he is going to play long term. He loves the game too much. That's what I think. That was my argument for it. I think he just wants to play baseball too much. He loves being there. The fact that he's in the bullpen when he when he just <laughs> pitched the day before tells you everything you need yeah. to know about him. He wants the ball. He wants to go every single day um, if he could. Yeah, we, we spent a lot longer on that. That's fine. It was a good. It was we a good broke one. Broke the ESPN rule because the other one is is lame. So I'm going to start counting it down while I set it up here. Again, I had to fill out. I, I made this this graphic here, and I married myself to. Can't wait what, to talk six? about Bueller's horse. One. I'm going to count. Yeah, six topics. So, and forty six. Forty five. Rookie of the years. Rookies of the year Rookies. were announced uh, today. 
And uh, surprise, surprise, of course they weren't. Uh, they they weren't um, on the top three, but neither Dustin May nor Tony Gonsolin won it. It Obviously. was Devin Williams, mm-hmm. the the pitcher man, the the what do they call him? The uh, Airbender. Airbender. Yeah, he's he's pretty wild. He's he's. Uh, he, I wish we could have saw him pitch at least once in that Milwaukee series, but he was dead. Um, Dodger. What? Uh, Dustin May got like I think he placed fifth and and. Uh, Gonsolin got a few votes, like one first place vote, which you're not wrong to vote him first place. He did, and he put up a phenomenal year in short time. <laughs> I see that. We got AJ Hinch in stream saying, I'm a cheat again. <laughs> <laughs> Credit to the person who took the time to make that. A lot of effort involved there, and I just like it a lot. Oh, man. <laughs> do you have any thoughts on Roy? Uh, no, I think they got it right. I think, uh, I do think that Tony should have been in the top three. Obviously, he wasn't. I'm not going to cry homer. About it. I'm not gonna really cry about it uh cry for those homer. of you <laughs> i saw a lot of Padres fans really upset that cronenworth did not win rookie of the year but in my mind he was third of those guys uh devin williams do you want to say he only pitched in 27 innings or whatever he pitched in this year those are 27 of the best innings that you will ever see in your entire life just watch him just watch a highlight reel and you'll be like yeah that guy, that guy should have won yeah striking out like 18 people per nine innings or yeah. something ridiculous no way dude dude's uh dude's an absolute freak with what he can do with that damn baseball best change up in the game potentially uh i'm just gonna push the button i really don't know much about it what walker bueller has like a minority stake in, in a, a horse. horse that won like eight an 18 million dollar purse or something yeah and he was like drunk and <laughs> he was wearing a suit <laughs> And he was suited he's up. He's been a lot more lively on social media after winning a World Series than right? he ever has been. Because I have never seen him post on his story in the first place. Well, usually everything Walker Bueller posts. It's an advertisement. Besides that, the Dodgers ask him to pull it down. Like, yeah. do you remember when he posted <laughs> Dodgers here? Yeah. And then it was gone in like like 20 minutes. It was quick. <laughs> That's one uh, reason why the Dodgers are, are so, um, like, Dodger players are... are non-flammable is because they don't let them do anything to they don't let them ignite themselves themselves. yeah they take away their lighters so they can't set themselves on fire uh the night that they won the world series bueller went on a a little bit of a story posting thing where he had like a (laughs) michelob that he was holding up near his face with kershaw and i was like well it's gonna be that kind of off season i like this so far and he just posted pictures of him and the boys drinking which is just First of all, not a side you ever get to see of Clayton no. Kershaw or Walker Bueller. So it was really great to see. I I am all for it. I would like to see more of drunk Walker Bueller the rest of the year. <laughs> that right there. I mean, I would love that. That just sounds like a great series, a great show. Drunk Walker Bueller. Can I we would make watch that, that, that on Hulu. Yeah. Can, like Gary, can we do that? <laughs> can we make the show. Can we just like it's us? We're just being Walker Bueller. I yeah. think that's the thing we, we can, can do. do. Yeah, we can get by. Anyways, his horse won. Congrats to the horse. We're very proud of you, Walker Bueller. Way to pick a horse. Yeah, horses. They're fun. They're delicious. I don't know. I would not do this, them now. This has been a great show. <laughs> hey, guys, we we appreciate you all for uh, sticking around with us. It's it's um it's, it's late. They're not all gold. Oh. You know, we had some fun. There's nothing happening between horse. the World Series and now. We got to wait for the the hot stove to get warm. Right now, it's kind of you know, chilly, lukewarm. The oven hasn't been turned on yet. And it's room temperature. It's windy, so that cools down the hot stove a little bit. The it flame was like actually fifty nine degrees in here today. Man, that's <laughs> perfect. Papa Bear likes a chili. Yeah, yeah, we do. Anyways, 
Sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. That is an internet site on the dot-coms. We are a podcast that is I, uh, Blue Heaven. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. God damn. It is I. <laughs> it is I, Blue Heaven. I am your podcast leader. Find us on the internet at places like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I don't think Google Play exists anymore, but there are other places like Stitcher Radio, Player FM, and oh so many more. They are great. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV, which is Spanish for television. <laughs> Thank you. No one's listening to this episode ever again. Guys, I am at BrookMe3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. At Dodgers Nation on Twitter, at official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Make sure you follow us for that giveaway with Elite Sports Collectibles. Win yourself a Cody Bellinger signed ball. Yes. Uh, verified. Uh, what's that called? Authenticated. Authenticated Cody Bellinger signed ball with Elite Sports Collectibles. Go give him a follow. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Have a good week. Uh, stay out of the cold. Uh, you know, do good things. Bad thing is, I'm not even drunk. Et cetera, et cetera. Send us beer. We love you. Bye. Later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.